The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds, smart investing starts here. Hello and welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. We're live from the Charles Schwab Impact Conference. And if you hear background noise, it's because we're smack dab in the middle of the exhibit hall in the Discovery Database booth. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. The Permission to Succeed podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who found that point in their lives to give themselves permission to just go for it. The genesis of this podcast is based on the great appreciation of the lives of Muhammad Ali and Dr. Martin Luther King and their world-changing impact. The Permission to Seed podcast is brought to you by iris.xyz, the most helpful place advisors can come to grow their business and minds. Power your advice at iris.xyz. And our guest this morning is a friend of mine. I've known her for a while now, Linda Ding, who's Director of Strategic Marketing at Laserfish. Hi, Doug. How Thanks for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. You've been at Laserfish for quite a while now. Uh, almost 13 years. That's a while. And you're, you're based in? Long Beach, California, just uh, an hour and a half north of here. So you drove down, which can be an hour and a half or three hours. Just Well, I picked the right <laughs> time, an hour and a half. I'm not sure about going back, though. <laughs> Going back up north is always a chore. So you guys just completed a really interesting survey around advisors because, as we're seeing, advisors having more challenges with their value proposition, price compassion, competitors, really trying to figure out how to stand out from the other ones. What are you guys finding? Yeah, it's very interesting. This is our annual survey with uh, the independent uh, advisory community. And uh, specifically, we're asking the RAs what's on the horizon, what their focus for the upcoming you know, new strategy, new year, right? There are a lot of hard turns expected uh, given that we are the uh, uh, going into the 11th year of a bull market. So what's ahead? What, what's their strategy focus? And uh, not surprisingly, and uh, all the 250 firms that were surveyed uh, discovered and confirmed that client experiences is going to be the full, you know, focus of uh, their business strategy, more so than developing the leadership, developing the vision of the company, but really looking through the client's lens of how to deliver their services as a key differentiator of scaling and sustaining their business. Not just for 2020, but... but uh, more than the investments, more than anything. It's the, it's the experience that they're going to provide to their clients. Yeah, just like uh, during this morning's keynote, both uh, Chuck and uh, also uh, Walter uh, mentioned that a lot of the investment products are commoditized. And uh, firms' uh, branding and uh, their personal relationship with the client, as well as uh, their digital ways of delivering the client experiences in a modern era, is going to be the key differentiator for uh, retaining those clients and attracting the new generation of investors. So how do you think advisors go about thinking about that framework of delivering a client experience that's differentiating? Yeah, and uh, surprisingly, you know, there are a lot of uh, misnomes when it comes to client experience, short for uh, CX. 
So a lot of uh, folks are thinking about, okay, maybe that is uh, more on the communication side. We're already going digital. We're posting a lot of blogs and uh, tweets, <laughs> Twitters and uh, LinkedIn posts uh, to get uh, you know ourselves connected uh, with our clients. Um, because, but that that's just a one key component of the client journey. Uh, what we have discovered is that if you look at the customer experience as a complete uh, lifecycle management, it starts with building that corporate brand through your social media engagement, right? Uh, that's first step. The next step is really about uh, onboarding, uh, creating that relationship once they have trusted in you for building their wealth and uh, meeting their life-changing events. And so that's the onboarding component. Once they become your customer, then you have to have uh, resources put in place to keep them informed on what's, whether it's a macroeconomic change, on the policy change, and uh, the market trends, as well as uh, the consultative uh, services and support that you will be providing on an ongoing basis to making sure that, that they're comfortable with their current portfolio and whether you know there's a need to rebalance the entire uh, portfolio. And then, hopefully, if you're doing all those right, naturally, your customers will become your best advocates for attracting new clients. So that's the referral phase. So this is really a cycle management for the entire client experience. Now, a lot of folks are only doing one or the other within this framework and not complete. In fact, we surveyed uh, the 250 uh, RE firms, asking them how satisfied they are with their current uh, client experience of framework management. Less than 10% said they are very satisfied. But the, Even whole the, the whole process sounds pretty easy, right? <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, the challenge uh, relies in the fact that a lot of RAs uh, handle those lifecycle management of a client very differently. Very little articulation of the policies and procedures put in place to making sure client communications are standardized and on a frequent basis and uh, still with a personal touch. But the models has been based on one-on-one -on -one conversations, but that's not scalable uh, if you're doing it in a manual way. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea, you know, the survey, then we dug a little bit deeper in terms of what, what are the key areas that firms can look into, you know, uh, in 2020, 2021, that they can really flex their muscles and build that sustainable business model for servicing their clients and putting themselves in the client's shoes. So are you talking about an experience that when I go to Amazon to order something, click on it, the nice man comes the next day, delivers it at my doorstep, and then sends me all kinds of things that I might like? Yeah, absolutely. You know? And is that where financial services can go? Yes. I think there's a lot of potential for RAs to think almost like Amazon, right? But more so, looking at Amazon's model of connecting the dots for your clients. So when the clients are browsing for different uh, services and the products, and you wanted to present that information tailored to their requirements at their fingertips, and then subsequently uh, having them um, being able to provide more information uh, from the same interface, right, without going to all the other tabs or websites uh, that they have to go to for supplying those information. 
and it should be at the same place at their fingertip. And once you have that information collected, then you should create an experience where they can simply you know, submit those information to you in a secure and seamless manner. But taking care of all these complex workflow uh, operations behind the scenes, and so that uh, they can have uh, that uh, pretty intuitive and easy to understand experience. And that speaks a lot uh, to the initial first impression the RAs will be able to create with uh, those clients, especially during the uh, um, initial engagement session. So how close are we to something like that today? Uh, very close. In fact, we have seen a lot of RAs are deploying those models I just described. Mm -hmm. We're fortunate to work with some of the most uh, forward-thinking of RA firms in the industry to deploy that model so that uh, from the moment that they uh, supply the information through a digital form format on the iPad to the back office compliance review of the paperwork and the subsequently sending to the custodial with digitally signed documents. It's a matter of minutes now. This is the, the vision of Laserfish. <laughs> this is actually in production right now. In production. That's amazing. What else did the survey tell you? So the survey is also talking about uh, when you are looking at uh, the firm's long-term growth strategy, what are the key areas that a lot of firms are looking at, especially for the firms, uh, whether you know, you're know you looking at a selling, right? There are a lot of merger acquisitions going on in the industry, uh, or you wanted to uh, take your firm to the next level. Uh, it's about connecting all the technology components together to have a connected experience. Our advisors, maybe not the forward-thinking ones that are working with you, but aren't many advisors scared of implementing technology because they think once they do, something's coming that's going to be better, and how does this all integrate, and they're just confused? That's why uh, we have seen very big adoption trend of cloud in the financial services for that reason, so that you can put you know, the busy work of a software development and integration in the best of breeds of vendors' hands. Let them worry about the version update, let them worry about the security backend architecture design, so you can focus on the front-end client experience, providing the most intuitive, easy to use, and the secure uh, in the experiences to your clients. And uh, that is uh, really the table stake nowadays now. So Laserfish is a very large company, and this is just one area of the company, is that correct? For wealth management, yes. uh, we are serving uh, a pretty wide range of highly regulated industries, such as the healthcare, right. manufacturing, and others. And the reason I ask is because you're learning things from those other industries to bring to financial services. Very much so, very much so, yeah. And uh, especially for industries where we see there's also a tremendous needs for growth from a scalability, adaptive, adaptability, as well as meeting um, emerging compliance requirements standpoint view, that we are learning, you know, a lot of uh, good practices and hopefully that we can bring it to wealth management and set up the infrastructure that RAs can take advantage today. And you're also a worldwide company. We are. We're uh, global headquarters in Long Beach, California, uh, with international headquarters in Hong Kong. And you have a, you have your own financial, you have your own fantastic conference every year that's huge. 
It's coming up very soon in February in Southern California. We're expecting about 4,000 attendees. It's uh, still growing pretty fast every year. We might be moving out of Long Beach soon for different conventions. And maybe San Diego. It's a very nice choice for Schwab. And uh, yeah, so uh, this year we're expecting over 4,000 attendees for the Empower Conference, which is an annual gathering of our most you know, enthusiastic advocates of the technologists. From and, around the world. From around the world. Yeah. So how, why did you pick financial services? I think this is uh, the most in need for what we have to offer. Why did you yourself Myself. Pick? Yes. Let's get into Linda. Why did you pick financial services? Well, it's because the vision of our uh, late founder and the CEO, Nyaling Wacker, who's, uh, who's bootstrapped the company financially herself and built a giant uh, enterprise today. And he, she told me, Linda, you know, when I first joined the company, looked into RE world. And I think she resonated with the RAs very much because of the culture, philosophy, and the need and the desire of servicing the clients. And how has your career gone? I mean, you've been there 13 years. Is it, is it financial services giving you what you expected? Is it more or less? More every day. <laughs> it's such a fascinating industry. Why is it fascinating? Because it seems like it's, well, you're in technology, so that can be interesting, but it seems like so much of the same all the time. Not, not all the time. I mean, not for RA world. <laughs> it's evolving so fast. I think the, 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 the most fascinating cultural aspect of RA is that everybody is entrepreneurs themselves, right? And uh, they have brilliant idea, and they wanted to build an enterprise on that idea. Mm -hmm. And they're ingenious and resourceful enough to build their own business and to grow that business model. And I think that aspect of uh, RA model is the most fascinating, right? And uh, I think uh, if you just look at uh, Laserfish itself, it's pretty much based off of uh, the same idea, right? And um, But again, I think for, for RAs to truly scale and grow that business, uh, we need more. We need more community support when it comes to mentorship. Uh, we, we've seen a lot more uh, new generation of RAs coming into the community. You know, we need to build that ecosystem, providing that needed mentorship and also the seed funding to help them grow and scale and sustain those type of uh, business. That would be fantastic. In your time in financial services, when you when you came in as a woman and now a very visible woman, have, has you seen a change in more coming into the industry, uh, inc more inclusion, uh, or has it been pretty much the same? Oh yeah, well I've seen every year really smart uh, tech leaders who are women entrepreneurs started their firm, entering the fintech world. Every year I met some really ingenious minds mm -hmm. at various conferences. And I was uh, marveling over some of the unique tools and ideas that they have presented to the community. And I think it's still a challenge for those women leaders to succeed to a certain extent. Don't get me wrong. And uh, I think going back to what we just discussed, it's about the resources and the support that need to put into place today to support their growth. Giving them, you know, their their ample is so exciting.
exciting to see, you know, institutions like Charles Schwab and others to provide a platform, recognition, and network needed for the female leaders stepping into the into the platform and uh, let their talent shown and known. And uh, but we still need, you know, the financial side of the support. We still need that mentorship side of the support to making sure that female leaders have a chance to succeed. What advice would you have for them if they're trying to get into the industry or do something different in the industry, which is needed? Keep the optimistic outlook. Don't take no for no. <laughs> and uh, move on to the next. And uh, just look at the Charles Schwab Impact uh, floor. There's so many companies, upcoming ideas, new people, new friends to make a relationship with. And uh, Gladwell Malcolm just uh, published a new book about talking to strangers. I am reading that. It's all about opening up your mind, going out of your comfort zone and talking to a stranger, explore different uh, opportunities. He's always so good. Having been at the first impact in 1992, I do have to say the crowd is very, has changed significantly, even over the past 10 years, even over the past five years. What's the biggest biggest difference that you, you have seen? In the conference itself? Or it's, it's not so much the conferences change because they always do such a fantastic job. It's young people. I'm seeing more women in different situations than they were. You know, they're behind the booth before, and now there's there's women leaders walking around. And I've, I've interviewed um, five people already today, and only one man. Great, how great cool for you, Doc. Yes. So, how do people learn more about Laserfish? Well, there's so many different ways, and uh, laserfish.com. And uh, but more importantly, get us connected uh, on social media such as LinkedIn. And uh, we also go to a lot of conferences. I myself attend uh, more than 25 uh, industry financial services industry conferences. This is my last show of the year. I love it. For some weird reason, they give me a you know sweet. <laughs> with a panoramic view of the San Diego Harbor. That's a great conclusion of my last show of the year. Are you excited about the next decade? Yes, I'm very much. I think there's such a huge, you can say disruptors or opportunities, so whatever you take it, but uh, I think we are facing a tremendous you know, opportunities for our generation and uh, for different ways of uh, handling our life, building our life because of technology. Yeah, that's great. Linda, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Doug, for having me. We'd also like to thank Discovery Data for having us, Charles Schwab's Impact. For everybody at the Mission of Seed podcast staff, this is Doug Heikinen. Thank you for joining us. The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds. Smart investing starts here.